Let me introduce you. Let me introduce you. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. That's cats for Welcome to Let Me Introduce You. <laughs> Film and Friends. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Film and Friends podcast where uh, three dear friends from film school with wildly different tastes introduce one another to memorable films in their in their uh, catalog, I should say. I'm going to say Cat- memorable catalog. this week. Mm-hmm. Cat- ha! Catalog. catalog. It's a, wow! I think this week we're, we're already, actually we're already a, killing we're a it. Her cast, ah, guys, we're killing it. We're killing it already. Get ready oh for a God. lot of these. Uh, we are uh, in a new theme um, that we started last week with our dear guest Ryan Davis. We are started a theme on it's a disaster. It's a disaster. Box Terrible. office disasters. And before we get into our film, I do just want to give a shout out to one of our listeners who left the best review on Apple Podcasts for us. Very succinct. You know, we love we love reviews on Apple Podcasts. We love five star reviews especially, but this person, John one 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 one. Yeah, not a troll at all. Left left our first one star review with the subject line crap and with the body of the review saying crap. So John Thank you so much for your <laughs> constructive criticism. Very helpful. I'm sure you're super fun at parties, um, and I'm sure all the women. Yeah. I'm sure all the women that don't go on second dates with you are really missing out. Uh, <laughs> but how dare they? You know he's probably a fucking like what's that term? Incel or whatever. Probably. Yeah. Or he'll leave the review. He's he reviews his dates with the same with the same thing. Just review his crap. He Venmos he Venmos <gasps> his, his dates that don't go well, saying, "Well, you know, you owe me for my time." Yes, that's what, and they don't respond because he's a, he's a loser. So, <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna you. if you're gonna shit talk and leave us a bad review, be detailed, be constructive. Yeah. let I us mean, know yeah. exactly why you're not our demo. And then get the fuck out because we're not for everybody. I mean, we're also not going to change. You can't please everybody. (laughs) But all of you who who listen and love, please, please leave more positive reviews for us. It really helps us out. We were 5.0 for so long. And now we're 4.9. I'm really upset about it. Oh, Graham is so upset. I am. You know I monitor that shit. It's like the adult equivalent of a GPA. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It does. Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) But, um... Yes, thank you, John. I hope you're. I hope, I hope you love this episode because we are talking about um, a, a true catastrophe. <laughs> we are Cat- talking about <laughs> about the film Cats. That uh, is our most recent film that we've covered on this podcast. So I'm so Go impressed. Watch. We found something from the 2010s. I Yay! Think, yeah, this is 2019 specifically. Uh, I think yeah. The, well, I can't remember the other. The, the, Closest film to this is what? Walk Hard? 2007. Seven? Yeah. I'm here. You've been hearing me talk for way too long. You've been hearing chuckles from our other hosts. The Catnip uh, Gallery. Yeah. Ah, God, this is so great. Uh, please introduce yourselves. I'm Katie. Meow. <laughs> and I'm Ashley. Oh, oh nice. Katie's was cute. Ashley's was sexy. I'm wearing red lipstick, so I'm just kicking it up. Setting the tone. Kicking it up a notch. Yep, yep. 
And this is new to both of you, correct? Yes. Sadly, yes. <laughs> Unsadly, yes. Yes. Unsadly. Um, yeah, before we get into it, you know, so so last week we had a kind of an independent film box office disaster. This was a, a calamity. Uh, this was one of the biggest bombs that has come out in the past couple of years. So before we get into the plot, as we all know, Cats is is a, a famous Broadway musical. It started in the West End, came over here. It's Andrew Lloyd Webber. It ran on Broadway for 18 years. And for a time, it was the longest running show on Broadway. Isn't that bananas? Almost, almost 7,500 performances. Is it because people were so confused by it, they just kept going to try to figure it out? Well, I don't know. There's no plot, which we'll get into. But um, it, now it's the fourth longest show of all time on Broadway. Uh, third is Lion King. Second is Chicago. Can you guess what the first one is? Hold on. It's related to Andrew Lloyd Webber. Is it Phantom? Phantom? Mm-hmm. I've seen Phantom. That one says, and we've talked about how I was um, surprised at how mean he was in that. I thought he was going to be the star-crossed like, lovers, and he was just a nice guy that people, but he was a dick. Um, <laughs> that has lasted, that's had over 13,000 performances. Uh, so that's still going. And this is based on a book by T.S. Eliot called The Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats that he wrote, wrote for children. And they decided, let's make it into a musical. And when it was its first time on Broadway, um, it won the Tony Award for Best Musical, Best Book of a Musical, Best Original Score, Costume, Line Design, Direction, and Featured Actress. What year Buckley. was this? This was 1982. Man, the competition must have sucked that year. Well, so, and also this was like the, the beginning of a time where, you know, a move, a, like a big budget, huge musical then was able to translate in, in, into other markets and, and became really a cash cow um, for, for Broadway. I mean, it was, it was found to have the most, the biggest economic impact for New York City by bringing in almost $3 billion dollars. Wow. To New York City. And it actually generated the most theatrical jobs of a single entity in Broadway history. Uh, just imagine how many people are in it and how many times they circle in and out uh, of those dancing performances. Um, and it was also one of the first shows that like people, the, the characters went out into the audience, which I hate. I hate when that happens. I'm like, stay up there. Keep your distance. I don't want you to. You don't like audience <laughs> participation? I don't. Just like... I just want to sit and observe. I liked it. So I, my my dad and my stepmom took me to see the Blue Ant Group when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And they came into God, the audience. And one of them, like, came over and, like, was crawling over you. And, like, one of them, like, put the blue thumb on my head. No, don't um, touch me. That's assault. I didn't mind it. I was like, ooh, they chose me. <laughs> Graham, you but, would um, hate to go to Gallagher, wouldn't you? I don't like Well, I do like when people smash watermelons. <laughs> but yeah, so this ran for 7,500 7, performances. It did close in 2000. Had a small, a quick revival in 2016. Um, so somebody said, well, let's make this into a music, uh, movie musical. Shh. And uh, sure. Sure. And the journey for this to come to screen, when, when it was announced, people were... were like, huh? How are you going to do this? I mean, there were talks about it being an animated film, which would have made a lot more sense. But 
they decided, no, we're going to do it with, with real actors and use what they're going to term digital fur technology. Mm-hmm. And there was all these like funny, funny notices about, okay, what is, what is it going to look like? And then when people heard that, that the actors were, went to like cat camp to learn how to become more feline with their movements and they were acting alongside giant like props to resemble just like household items. Um, it's just like people like were a like furry disaster, like a like, furry, like BDSM fever dream. Yes, I mean um, the large props were my favorite because it made me think that they were just in a dollhouse, and I love miniature things. Mm-hmm. Me too. So when the the teaser trailer came out in July of 2019, and we got the first glimpse of it, like people could not believe what they saw. Um, did you all remember when that teaser came out? If we're, did you was this even in part of something that you were curious about? So uh, no, I was not curious <laughs> about this at all. I don't care about cats, but uh, the musical or the movie. What about the animal? Do you like the animal? Of course, I like the animal. Okay, animals and cats are great. So after I watched the movie, I tried to watch the that original trailer, and either I couldn't find it, or like the my eyes were so blinded by what I had just seen, I didn't notice that much of a difference between the trailer and then what mm. was released. Well, well, you should have because they got six months to produce a two and a half minute trailer, and then they had to make the full film in four months. What? Yeah. Well, at least that was what was on IMDb. Talking about why it was such a shit show. Editors were working like 90 hours a week oh, and sleeping they, underneath their desks. They were working up until the, the day that it premiered. Uh, so we'll get into that absurd. in a little bit. So when it, personally, when I saw the trailer, I mean, I, I don't have much knowledge of cats. I know the song Memory. I know that there's something involved, Jellicle Cats, whatever those are, which you still don't really understand what yeah, they are. whatever those are. Movie. But I knew I have to go see this movie. Like this is something that, and nobody would go with me. Nobody, and it was my birthday. And I said, who's going to go with me to see cats? And nobody, nobody responded to the texts, the Instagram stories, nothing. So I went by myself, the first show. I cannot believe there wasn't, I'm sorry, but like you always talk to me about how like, Many gay men are into cat. I can't believe you couldn't find a single fucking person who wanted to go. Well, with you. it was a f- it was a work day when it came out. Okay, uh, I was like, also, take- weed I- is legal in California. You were I like, did- guys, <laughs> just we'll stop at a dispensary and we'll go to the movie. So I went to a ten o'clock show by oh, myself oh my in the morning. In the morning, because it was I was why. like whatever. I was that eager to go see this, and it, when I walked in there, I mean, there were probably. 20 people in there, half of which were by themselves, who were also just like, I need to go see this. <laughs> and it was one of the best film-going experiences I've ever had for a multitude of reasons that we'll get into. One is which, you, when you watch this, you realize, what am I seeing? Mm-hmm. This is such a catastrophe. You don't... This does not happen often. And... You have to go in with the frame of mind as I'm going to watch something completely off the wall, batshit insane. And at a certain point, you, I could tell the rest of the people in the audience were just like, you know what? I'm in. I'm invested. And every performance, every song got hoots and hollers. We were laughing at the screen. People gave standing ovations just by themselves. It was fantastic. And it was just like, great. So I was like, okay, this is going to be like a camp classic. What? Well, Let's talk about what happened that weekend. <laughs> um, projected, it was going to make about 15, 20 million. 
the weekend it opened on December 20th. Um, after the first day, w- regarding the horrible reviews that were like unbelievably bad, they said, okay, well, let's just uh, maybe it'll make $7 million this weekend. Eventually, it made just $6.5 million its opening weekend. The budget was near $100 million. Whoa! So it was quite the loss. So this wasn't just like a cheap movie. It was, This was, people put a lot of money into this. It ended up with $27 million domestically, worldwide $75 million. So the net, the net loss for this one film was mm-hmm. $114 million. The weekend it came out, Universal Pictures scrubbed the film from their four-year consideration page for the Oscars. They're <laughs> like, you know what? We're, we're done. We're good. <laughs> the weekend it came out, there were most of the prints had outdated special effects. <laughs> so there were sequences where you saw human hands. There's a sequence with Rebel I mean, Wilson. You kind of see human hands throughout the whole thing. Yes, but it was too. it was even more pronounced. Like you could see Judy Dench's like wedding ring. So who's letting her act with that still on? Like, oh we'll CGI it out. Don't always make editors fix it in post, yeah. damn it. The most egregious example was with the Jenny Annie Dot sequence with Rebel Wilson. There's a sequence where she's like singing into her tail. Yeah. But the version I saw had her tail behind her, like yes, like, I was. I didn't know what she was singing. I yeah, was like, was what it a was sausage? She singing into was it, it was, a mouse's it was, tail? It was a tail that was supposed to be her tail, but they forgot to put like the technology over the tail to like hide the fact that it was like CGI. It was just like a pink thing, right? Like, yeah, I was like, I, I was like, is it? I, at first, I thought it was her tail, and then I was like, oh no, that's her tail behind her. And then I was like. Is it like something from the kitchen? Because it's yeah. it's, it's a shot from the waist up, so you don't see mm-hmm. what that thing is connected to. Yep. Yeah, yep. it was disturbing. This whole thing is a fucking mess, but we still haven't even told people what it's about. And like, yeah, we're gonna get to that. Honestly, <laughs> excited to do the recap for y'all because it's not also gonna make any fucking sense. So like yep. my terrible recap skills is fit for this. This is where you're gonna shine. So all that's being said, like this was. You know, huge, huge buzz about this. And it came out and completely collapsed, died. The opening weekend, there was like Twitter was full of people just recording audience reactions to it. And it just like people having a ball watching this disaster that was on screen. I couldn't shut up about it for weeks. I I was like, everybody needs to go see cats. You need to experience this. And I honestly, there's sequences that we'll get into that I have not forgotten. Um, so I, I had to, we were talking about box office disasters, and I said, well, we have to pick the most recent, like, complete and utter, like, fiasco. Like, this is a fiasco. So obviously I picked Cats. Ashley, you have the, the joy of trying oh to to describe what you just witnessed. Ashley, I'm so glad you're going to take this, because I woke up this morning. We hadn't decided as a group who was going to do the synopsis yet, and I was thinking, I was like, if I do it, I'm like, should I sing? Because, one, it wouldn't have to sound good. Two, it wouldn't have to rhyme. Three, it wouldn't have to make sense. So I was like, maybe I could sing the recap. And then I, and then you were like, oh, I Ashley was like, oh, I can do it. And then I was like, cool. That was probably so the So Ashley, best. now that Katie said that, you have to sing. <laughs> Not <laughs> shit. Okay, that is the one thing they did well. I cannot sing for shit, and these people have pipes. Yep. All right. Okay, Ashley, Um, go for it. I'm going to start out with the one-sentence review from IMDb, which I already have issue with. Um, 
a tribe. Don't use that fucking word unless you're yeah. talking about Native Americans or indigenous yeah. people. So uh, a group of cats called the Jellicles must decide yearly which one will ascend to the heavy side layer mm-hmm. and come back to a new Jellicle life. Yes. Is it? Yes. That's the plot. Like every fifth word, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, so movie version. Um, a human has a striped laundry bag, seemingly with an animal in it, that they just leave in some like alley. Uh, and all these stray cats who are, for some reason, wearing collars. So like maybe mm-hmm. a lot of them have been abandoned. Weird like prowl around and then cut it open. And then they start singing some number about a jellicle cat, which like this word is never actually defined. There are lots of words they sing. They sort of, but they, you never get to the origin of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, jellicle cats are jellicle. Yeah. And like you <laughs> cannot use the jellicle word cats. to describe the word. That's not, I thought, no, it, I thought it was actually a, a, breed of cat that I had not heard of before because you know I was like well it sounds like calico and I'm like I've heard calico before but uh it is not it's a nonsense like calico critters a calico cat oh calico is a type of cat (laughs) I thought they were little toys (laughs) I mean maybe jellico cats are just the ones that live on the street I don't know um so then they're singing about that and then I'm gonna mix up the order of everything because again doesn't matter was like a fucking fever dream then at some point, I think, like, James Corden comes out, and, like, some of the cats are wearing shoes, and some of them are not, and they all have this fur, but, like, some of the cats have, that are, like, human women or human people with breasts, you can kind yes. of see that, and some of them you can't, and some of them are wearing clothing, and some are not, mm-hmm. but you knew um, which ones, I'm being very sarcastic and using this in uh, quotation marks, urban looking cats had a mohawk and yeah. chucks and were breakdancing and actually had like a cool necklace with a, with a, like a mm-hmm. mouse skull or something. But I was like, that's, that uh, makes me feel weird. So then they're singing about James Corden, the fat cat eating a bunch. And then Buster for Jones. Thank you. Buster for Jones. Yeah. You just jump in with the names, honey. Yep. Yeah. Also we need to, we'll need to talk about these names. Oh my yes. God. Oh, we will. And then yes. somehow... This is like going to be a four-hour episode. Yeah, and then somehow, like, now they're talking about a cat who lives indoors, and it's Rebel Wilson, and... Jenny Annie Dots the Gumby Cat. Mm-hmm. And there's some musical number. Um, You've just described then, the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. It's the, well, see, actually, basically, I'm here, so here we'll help you. We basically are introduced to various cats. Yeah, we're introduced to lots <laughs> of different cats. Here's the thing. Rebel Wilson, like, unzips her own fur, and then you oh, see her wearing clothes oh, with that. the thing. It was weird. And then there were cockroaches. And then there are the, what, what's the pair of the cats? So that is um, Mom- Rumple Teaser and Mungo Jerry. Yeah, and then they're, like, wreaking havoc. And what's this main cat who got um, abandoned? I don't even Victoria. remember. Victoria. Grizabella. No, not oh. Grizabella. Oh, Victoria. Victoria. Victoria is the one who's been abandoned, who's being basically introduced to the rest of the cats, who are told that they're going to the Jellicle Ball that evening, and Old yeah. Deuteronomy is Old Deuteronomy is going to pick which Deuteronomy. cat will go to. Come the on, Catholic player. school. Yes. Get it right. Whatever. Yeah, I'm, so there's I'm just like Catholic. all of these introductions. 
McCavity keeps coming in. He's a magic cat, so he keeps, like, taking away all the people who might be his competition to get to the heavy side lair. Played by mm, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. We're going to get to that. Um, old Deuteronomy is played by Dame Judy, Judy Dench. Love her. Usually, usually played by a male in yeah. the show. Hmm. And now, <clears throat> what's up? Um, and then, like, Ian McKellen is in it um, as... I forget his name Gus, already. Gus, the theater cat. Yeah, Asparagus, played by Gus. Um, and then there's like lots of big dance numbers. And then at some point, Taylor Swift comes in and she and a few other cats like drug everyone with catnip, oh, which I was yep. told was actually her dad's suggestion of like, you should drug oh, them all really? with catnip. Okay. okay. Um, and then... Mm-hmm. McCavity is like, oh, look, it's just me because there's no other competition. And old Deuteronomy is like, fuck you. Never. I'm never going to pick you. Yeah. And like he keeps zapping them out to this barge on the Thames, um, which like if this is supposed to be British and people are actors, why do only like three of them have British accents? I'm just putting it out there. Like. It's weird. There's there's so much that doesn't make sense. That is the least of my concern for the yeah. entire Yeah, <laughs> and then, like, Victoria, in this, like, white cat savior moment, brings Grizabella in, and then Grizabella sings the only song that I knew, Memory, um, and I only sort of knew it. And then they're like, yes, you win. And she gets in this, like, chandelier-turned-hot-air balloon and McCavity tries to jump on, but then he falls and she goes off into the sky, which like, honestly, I'm just like, is this just a ritual sacrifice? Yeah, I think. And that's, that's what's yeah. happening. And like, they never actually come back. And then McCavity loses his magic. And then Victoria becomes a Jellicle cat. End scene. Well, and also Judy, old Deuteronomy. Say it for Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Thank you. Um, I haven't been to church in like a decade. Uh, <laughs> or more, and that's fine. Um, addresses the addresses audience. The audience. To the audience. To, to, that, that a cat mm. is not a dog. A cat is not a dog. No, break, breaks that fourth wall. Anyways. Um, actually, um, that is the plot. Yeah, that is uh, the plot. And if you're confused, welcome. so is everyone else. And welcome. also, if... Um, recreational drugs are legal where you are and you don't struggle with addiction and you want to watch this movie, I highly recommend, you know, getting drunk or high and then maybe you'll enjoy it more. I watched it after I got my second dose of the vaccine and it was just perfect to (laughs) lay on my, lay on my couch and be like, I don't feel great, but okay, this is just what I need. (laughs) So Katie, Mm Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. So both of you, at what point did you realize, Graham, I hate you? Oh, it was very quick, very very quick. The first like five minutes. Like when you're like, what? Like when you realize this is more bonkers than I expected it to be. Yeah, I mean, it 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 definitely felt that way right in the beginning when they're singing that Jellicle Cat song, and I didn't know what a Jellicle Cat was, and then they just keep repeating it over and over and over again and then mm-hmm. there's all this dancing because if you say it more you'll get it yeah with with the, like okay so i can completely see how this would have been entertaining as a musical 
production theater because like seeing people dance seeing people sing dressed as cats like even if the story doesn't make any sense like that's fun to watch like watching people dance and watching people sing yeah but uh my so i think what a lot of what i'm going to say for this entire podcast is going to come down to this being a community experience so graham you said you watched it and you had fun and you were in the theater you were by yourself but you were with a bunch of other people and it was a shared experience where you're all like holy crap this is so terrible let's laugh together um i watched it by myself and (laughs) oh oh, somebody he wouldn't watch it with you no 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 no. (laughs) my boyfriend refused which you know honestly i get it uh i probably would have refused if he had asked me but i watched it by by myself it is awful to watch by yourself because when i think about campy movies that's one thing but this was just like you need someone else to react to to like validate your feeling that this is yep. as bat crap crazy and i'm watching it by myself and the only one there to validate me is my dog so i couldn't i couldn't do that and it was <laughs> and zelda just, wasn't into it because cats are not dogs yeah she was also unconscious They're not dogs no but uh yeah it was it was in the first few minutes and then as yep. things went on and on and on i was just like sweet jesus and then uh, after I watched it, I actually watched some of the... So I didn't know anything about cats, except yep. I remember the commercial that would play on TV um, in, in, the, in the early 90s, I guess. Uh, and it was like, cats at the Winter Garden Theater, cats. And yes. that's, I knew that, that song. Um, and you'd see all the cats like coming out of wherever and like rising up. And I was like, oh, I'm going to rewatch that commercial now that I know who the characters are and i watched some of the clips from i guess like a 1998 taping and i was was like yes yeah i was like that was actually more entertaining than the movie because again i feel like it theater is a community experience you're watching it with an audience you're there live Mm -hmm. this is not a movie to watch by yourself yep (laughs) yeah excellent um, points excellent point i mean i never really hated you because you had prepared us very well for it (laughs) Um, i told you i didn't like it i told you it was not a good i mean my choice is terrible um and i haven't watched it since (laughs) but i like your choice your choice is fun your choice i will watch by myself stay tuned um i just i mean it is very clear in our second season that i just don't totally get camp oh i don't Um, think this is camp this is not camp this is not camp. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. is it supposed to be? Am it is I... trying. It is too earnest to be camp. Like yes. they are, they are really trying here. Yeah. I just, I had so many questions. Like the first song I was like, I, I don't get what this is talking about. I, I don't know what's going on. So I just started off confused and I stayed there and then I just kept questioning everything. Like some of my notes <laughs> Why do stray cats wear collars? Why are they wearing a fur coat as a cat? Why do they have human hands and human legs? Like, couldn't they have added more fur? Why do they have human eyebrows? You know, just so many different... Why are some of them wearing shoes and some of them aren't? And then what's up with that one cat that's literally wearing pants and suspenders? How does it pee? Mr. Mistopheles. No, Mr. Mistopheles, the magic cat. Skimbleshanks yeah. wears the suspenders. Okay, you need to, we can't talk, Skimbleshanks needs its own, like, part, portion. Yeah, I, I just, okay. there are so many things. And then I was like, why do the mice seem so unreasonably small in correlation? And I was just like, 
I just couldn't get over certain things and I just, I couldn't get into it. I yeah. didn't, I thought the dancing was like, I could not do that, but I yeah, also didn't think dancing. the music was that great. There's something about being in live theater and have somebody, having somebody perform the music live and all come together mm -hmm. that puts me in a state of awe. Whereas for films, I know sometimes it's not always recorded all together. Like you can record separate parts of the orchestra and like bring it together or re-record and do whatever. It just, I didn't feel a sense of wonder. I was just like, you spent a lot of money yeah. on this. And, and was there like, honestly, Maybe the theater version was good, but I really feel like somebody made a deal with the devil, and this is why it's been so popular for so long. <laughs> this this was, I think, the worst thing we have watched so far. So when I first saw it, I was like, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it. It's due. I'm going to go in with the best intentions. And in my experience watching it, when I realized, oh, my God, was the Rebel Wilson, Jenny Any Dot sequence. Oh! When... You go to they go to her house and she's like, I'm this lazy cat, so I'm so lazy, blah blah blah. I wanna be but I wanna get chosen in the Jolico Ball and I have trained cockroaches and mice to dance for me. And when they revealed the mice with the children human children's faces, I mm -hmm. said, Oh God, what, mm -hmm. what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> also, does Rebel Wilson ever not play Rebel Wilson? Yeah. I would I mean, really like to see her Yeah actually act like I know she's acting but she always plays the same character and it's like girl you got yeah. pipes I assume you have good comedic timing can yeah. you play someone else I want to see your range and then when the cockroaches come out as Radio City Rockettes and she just casually eats a few of them I'm just like what yeah, are <laughs> they not friends? She... did you not spend time training them I know that's when a lot of training you're just gonna eat them unzips her own cat skin mm. for another cat skin I was just like yeah uh... and, and I think Although, is that like a metaphor, you know? I don't yeah, know. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, this movie's deep with metaphors. <laughs> it's got to be deep with I, something. I mean, lots of things about this bothered me. But one is the film did not know what to do with cat proportions. Like, they are, like, yes. are they are they itty-bitty? Or are they, like, big enough to walk through door? I, it didn't make sense how large they were. Because from set to set, it varied. Especially when... Victoria goes into the home with um, Mungo, Mungo Teaser, and the other one, um, and they're on the dent like, Mungo Jerry table. and Rumble Mungo Teaser. Jerry. Yeah, I like you. I like Mungo Teaser though. That's how we should refer to the pair because they're Mungo never Teaser. apart. <laughs> yes, um, and when she's on like the dining room table, she is like a little thing like this big. But then another sequence, she's just, just like a huge cat. It doesn't make. Yeah, and like, how are the ribs or the lamb enough to just fit in their hands? But yes. then the plates are so massive. Like, I, it doesn't make sense. There's it's, no like, what is the world? You don't even establish. There's no consistency to it. And also, y'all, the music was not good. No, like, it was like, not. It was not. I, good. I know it's adapted from T.S. Eliot's writings, um, but I, can none of it rhymes? Which is like, I know, I know. That would bother me too. I know that I, I, I'm not a music writer. I just, I just like, I just like what I like. But the cadence of the music just did not. You kept expecting them to rhyme, and it did. You're like, what? This doesn't sound right. Like how, how it's going. Um, there are a few songs that I think are legitimately good. Um, 
but the the music I just could not get into. And and I think there are parts of it that are for me really entertaining, and then there are parts that I'm just like totally could fall asleep. Yeah. To watching it, there's just the rhythm of it is completely off. Yeah, it was funny. So I'm watching it, and I like. I'm trying to figure out what this is. Like, what is the emotion I'm supposed to be feeling during watching this movie? Is and I'm like excited or sad or funny because I didn't think anything was funny. Um, you didn't it, think that you didn't think that uh, you know what's his name James Corden was hilarious. Wow, oh, he was so funny. Ah, for Jones. No. Um, no, nothing was, nothing was funny. In fact, I actually, after I watched this, I wound up Googling Will Ferrell's SNL audition where he plays a cat. Uh, have you guys seen that? Where he just kind of sits on the floor and he goes like, like this. (laughs) Uh, he also, on SNL, he had George Bush act as a cat too. But I was like, I remember, sorry, Katie, I remember SNL. James Vanderbeek, when he hosted, he did a whole thing about cats where he, he was playing Rum Tub Tugger and he was really. (laughs) Really funny. But yeah, I was like, I it, so, it's not funny. I only, I'm like, I get you're supposed to feel sad about Grizabella because just um, uh, Jennifer Hudson just looks miserable the entire yeah. time. Her nose um, is always running. Also, they all had human noses. They all what? had human noses. What? You couldn't so, give them fucking cat noses? It was that hard to CGI? They were, they were so mean to her. I know, I get that she like hung out with McCavity too much, but... They were just being so mean Judgy. to Isabella. Judgy. Uh, also, with, with T.S. Eliot, I wanted to say, so can we talk about the heavy side layer for a second? It's layer, sure. right? Yeah. Uh, not layer. L-A-I-R. Layer. L-A-Y-E-R. Okay. I like L-A-I-R because then you're leaning more into the cat stuff. Like, the thing that I didn't pay enough attention to at the beginning when you're seeing all of the signs and the theaters and whatever, there were a lot of puns. And I really enjoyed, like, Catford Dairy and mm-hmm. the Meow Club or something. I was yeah. like, oh, I got to pay attention to that. Oh, they just seemed lazy to me. But the thing that I liked was... Uh, <laughs> Love so, a you lazy know, pun. I, I, I was trying to figure out what the heavy side layer was. And it I kept watching it, and I get a lot of Logan's Run uh, riffs. Have you, okay. either of you guys seen Logan's Run? No. I have not. All right, well, we'll have to put that on the yeah, list. I do want to see that. But there is a... Well, shit. There, there's, there's something in this. I won't give it away because I know you. Um, I'll let you guys both watch it. There's something in this that's very similar to Logan's Run in the fact that you're like it's this whole ritual thing that that mm. it feels like you're going on to another life. You're being reborn. That's exactly how it was in Logan's Run. And I'm watching this, and apparently uh, the book by T. S. Eliot was also referenced a lot. Um, I, I think for the writer or one of the creators of Logan's run. So I was like, Oh, well that makes sense then because mm-hmm. this felt mm-hmm. very similar to that. Cause I was like, does Grizabella, does she die? Do, do, I'm like, maybe McCavity should go to the heavy side layer because you know, then they'd get rid of them. I know. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just sacrifice it? Or do you have to have like a pure sacrifice or it pisses off the gods? They didn't even really talk about cat gods though. There was like no good cat stuff. There's no cat mythology. More cat for mythology. An hour, for an hour and 47-minute movie, it does feel much longer than it, than it really yes, is. Yes, it does. Um, I also think it's one of the horniest movies I've ever seen. These cats are so horny. <laughs> I like, couldn't tell if the, Victoria was going to go with uh, 
the magician cat or the other cat, but then the other I can't remember his name. Rumtum Tugger? No, 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 no. The the two cats she hangs out with most. Oh, the other okay. one that kind of looks like Stephen Colbert, and I kept referring to him as a young Stephen Colbert in my head. Yeah, whoever that guy is, yeah. The, oh, you're talking about Monkustrap. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he, when Deuteronomy shows up, he's all about Deuteronomy. He's like all over her. So I was like, what? Yeah, what? Old what, dudes. What, what, What's happening? Old dudes. But yeah, the, some like the dancing sequence when they first get to the Jellicle Ball, where all the cats are essentially dancing for for her. Mm-hmm. Um, it is horny. Oh my god, <laughs> they are just like so. I was like, this is this is crazy. And then they just sprinkle so much catnip all over them, and they're all like, ah. oh yes. Um, like, and is that what ecstasy is like? Is this the experience <laughs> I'm supposed to be seeing? And also, clearly, Rum Tub Tugger, played by Jason Derulo, has sex with all of them. Obviously, um, what, what else is yeah. he supposed to do? I mean, he's a curious cat. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, it is just it's it's it doesn't know what it wants to be. I think. Uh, and it's shocking to me that the director of this is a previous Best Director Academy Award winner. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, of course, talking about Tom Hooper, who won the, the Best Director Oscar for The King's Speech. Very overrated movie. In um, 2010, and then caps it off with a 2019 film know, and gets a 2020 I mean, Razzie I mean, for it. Yes, this one, multiple Razzies. Shocking. It did, it did get nominated for a Golden Globe for Best New Song, Beautiful Ghosts. Which is the boring song that Francesca they're all sings. boring. <laughs> okay, <laughs> everything's terrible. There is one sequence that works. Okay, for me, okay, and that is Skimbleshanks the real. Okay, cat. why? Why is it because of it, the tap dancing? I really like. Okay, tap is it because of his outfit? In, no, it's incredible. Are you kidding me? That is what the movie should have been. It is very inventive. It's fun. You can sing along to it. I've had it in my head for a long, long time. Well, that's your problem. Um, I think it's the best part of the movie. That's the only time of the movie where I think it all clicks together and they're, it's not, I mean, I mean we said they're not going for camp, but it feels just like campy and fun and joyful. Uh, so I feel like the part the where you part can movie, almost though. see Idris Elba's six pack is my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> but also, like, why would cats have six pack? Yeah, and so many problems shakes. with their their cat CGI. Like, oh, because it didn't make because like you couldn't again, do it any wasn't better. Consistent. I have a question for y'all. You What'd have you... to answer it. You have to answer it. <laughs> All right. All right. Do dump date. Wait, what? <laughs> do dump date. Mary fuck kill. Oh, okay. <laughs> McCavity. Uh huh. Rum tum tugger. Uh huh. Skimple shanks. What's the third one? Which one is he? Skimbleshanks, the railway cat. That's what we're just talking about. Is he the one with, with the, the suspenders and the pants. He's the yes. one who's who he had. Yes, he's tap dancing mm-hmm. on the rails. Okay, so Katie, go first. Okay, Mary Fuck Hill. Okay, those three characters. Uh, I would probably uh, fuck Rum Tum Tugger because you know he's not going to stick around anyway. So. Why would you want to wear him? But he's experienced, so you'd probably have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably marry, I want to say, kill Skimbleshanks, marry McCavity. Because uh, McCavity's got some I magic so and he's attractive. I'm concerned for you. I know. Katie, yeah. He is definitely, you're definitely going to be in an abusive relationship with him. Yeah. Oh, that's probably no. true. No, you but definitely I can change fuck McCavity because, like, whoo. As long as you, as long as you have no, a safe word and he follows all, it. No, I want interest around all the time. 
I mean, but it's not Idris. It's not it's Idris. It's McCavity. <laughs> oh, I'd want McCavity. He he would make life fun. He would make life a living fucking hell, <laughs> and he would trap you on a barge whenever he wouldn't do anything he didn't want, and he would make you walk the plank when he was done with you. He would literally kill you, which is why you want to fuck him, because there's a little bit of danger, yeah. but then you okay, want to get the fuck out of there. And all right, then, so then what are yours? Clearly, so Ashley clearly, clearly is going to fuck McCavity. I mean, obviously. And, that means I have issues of my own, let's be honest, because really you should just dump McCavity, but there's just... So, you know, like you're in your 20s and you're making bad decisions. Um, I would marry the tap dancing cat because I have an appreciation for um, that level of skill. Um, but, skimple shanks. Yeah, skimple shanks. Um, uh, I actually... But let, let, let Ashley finish. <laughs> I also think he he might be a homosexual, so I don't know. I think, the, Katie, I think all of these cats are homosexual. <laughs> They're all poly. So They're I all fucking know. each other. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I, I would be like, you have these this beautiful skill set, and I'm just like, I'm. it that's would true. be a lovely platonic marriage mm-hmm. um, where we would both seek, you know, sexual and maybe some other types of emotional pleasure outside, but we'd have this, like, deep well of friendship and companionship to the end of right. our days. You've, you, that, yeah, okay, I'm, yeah, you're, you're. And then Rum Tum Tugger, I would just be like, I don't, you're, he's just not enough of anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's just sort of, meh. Maybe he's all talk, you know? Yeah, and I'm like, I've dated guys like that. No, thank you. Yeah, we've all dated a Rum Tum Tugger. Um, <laughs> Kitty, I cannot believe you said that Skimble Shanks is boring. I question your judgment. That's fine. I question your um, judgment. He wears suspenders and pants. He does. He's an I, enigma. I would absolutely fuck McCavity. Like, absolutely. Like, real me. Like, <laughs> Like Wear protection. Really, oh, absolutely. Yeah, like so. I'm, on I'm, on, I'm on prep. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, you don't. He um, can have so many of the things. That's true. That's true. Also, I like would, as as a woman, I don't want to be having his babies. So you know, don't want to bring another I little would, cavity into the world. I would kill Rum Tum Tugger because any any man who talk a, game, a big game like that like mm-hmm. get out of here we have enough of you that's a good point I would absolutely marry Skimble Shanks because he has a job <laughs> that man has a career yeah you guys he's are right like, you, you are, guys are right he goes you are all putzing around here not doing anything I'm here on a break from my job I work I work I've got stuff to I do. work he's and then I work it he does and you're right you're right I take back my answers you guys so, are right Absolutely, Mary Skimpleshanks, the railway cat. He he would also treat you well because he would be able to buy you things. Mm-hmm. That's true, and he's got a, a good fashion sense. Well, I mean, I guess uh, McCavity does too. I want to know what our audience would say, not just about <laughs> these three picks, but just in general. So, Graham, um, since obviously there's still so much more engagement on Instagram because yes. you're so much better at it, um, you need to post that and just say in general of all the cats characters, which Maybe ones would you marry, fuck, kill, or do date dump? I like do date dump because kill is like is kind of intense sometimes. And not many people know about do dump do dump date because. <laughs> Katie didn't know it. You no, know but it. I also I didn't, didn't understand know, but I what like you the were alliteration. saying. The old triple D. Uh, <laughs> love a triple D. Again, with the, the naming of these cats, which there is a song called Naming of the Cats, which doesn't help us understand how these cats are named. You've got McCavity, the mystery cat, Grizabella, the glamour cat, Jenny Annie Dots, the Gumby cat. You've got 
Which are Bum- almost all alliterations. I'm very yes. impressed. Bumbalarina, which is the Taylor Swift character. Um, all these growl tiger, which is Ray Winston is in this. He's the one on the on the barge, mm-hmm. the old cat on the barge. Yeah, so, am I supposed to uh, my, know him? He's like a famous actor. <laughs> okay, I mean clearly I am the worst <laughs> film school student here. So, so I asked y'all if you had a cat name in the vein of this, what would your cat name be? Do you want me to go first? Yes, obviously. So mine's stupid. I mean, it's obviously these are all going to be very stupid. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know how to come up with the first name so i'm calling myself grunkle skiff the appetizer cat because i love appetizers <laughs> i mean that's good i also want you to make I up one it. where it's alliterates grunkle skiff the god that's hard no i want you to make up an a name so you can still be the oh. appetizer cat apple bum the appetizer cat i don't know <laughs> i was gonna say he apple lives, teeny he lives like, in no, the back of an applebee's Yes. <gasps> yes. And he just, Keep going. He just gets all the appetizers he can. Mm-hmm. Uh, teaser the appetizer. Teaser the <laughs> appetizer. Teaser the mozzarella stick cat. <laughs> there you go. Mungo. Te- oh wait, Mungo teaser is one, isn't it? Shit. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the one we made up. Remember, it's Mungo Jerry oh. <laughs> and Rumble teaser. It's a combination of them. Yeah. Ashley, what would yours be? Um. So obviously, sometimes I have difficulty creating things. Um. This is nothing new. This is why I focused on editing because I can take someone else's uh, product Mm. and make it better. Um, So I looked up a cat's name generator on the internet. Mm. It was weird. I didn't understand why it was asking me certain (laughs) questions. It was as confusing as the film itself in that it made no sense. And it ended with silhouette. So I am silhouette the sassy cat. Oh, I love that. That works. That works. Yep. That works yep. very well. I totally went in in a little bit of a different direction. I was, so I was <laughs> I was trying to think. I'm it. like, okay, so you have Gus and he's the theater cat. You've got uh, Skimbleshanks and he's the railway cat. And I was like, I was thinking of location. So I was like, oh, where would I want to be? So and then I was trying to think. All these names sound completely ridiculous. And I was trying to come up. I was looking, and a lot of the names seem to be either like Greek or. Um, uh, Roman or because yeah. there's like I mean you have Deuteronomy but then there was like one called Plato and there was like a whole bunch of others that had like Greek names look at you getting intellectual oh I changed mine I want to be Aloysius oh that's mm. a good one okay okay the appetizer cat also yeah. sounds like delicious so ah <gasps> delicious <gasps> Aloysius delicious yeah <laughs> I would I would do double appetizers over an entree any day yeah. <laughs> so sorry uh, Katie no 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 so uh so I am Medea Ates. The Bodega Cat. Oh! Because wow. Medea, of course, uh, she was a sorceress. She helped, uh, you know, Jason and the Argonauts. And that's a, a, another movie I'm going to make you guys watch at some yeah. point. But I love her. She goes crazy later. Uh, I love but how I you was... assume people know Greek mythology. Like, we paid attention <laughs> in whatever grade we were supposed to do that. And I'm like, mm-hmm, no. But she, I know what you're talking about. She, yeah, she, so she's like a sorceress. And she's like very, like, I feel like if I were if I were a cat, I would be a Bodega Cat. New York Bodega Cat. Uh, because you get to like survey everything and be worshipped, yeah. but also you get to like be real bitchy if you want and eat all oh, the yeah. scraps, and then you know you have a job. You have to like you know make sure there's no rats survey and everything. The crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Medea ATs, the Bodega Cat. That's really good. By our old apartment before we bought a house, um, there's this great hardware store, and they have three cats. And I think I would want to be a hardware store cat. 
after a I was, library I, cat. I, I of course, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna pick a pick a bookstore cat, which is why I didn't pick that. Oh yeah, uh, library cat, cat, bookstore and cat, and then a hardware yeah. store cat. Because hardware store cats, you'd have snacks people could give you. God, I just want to be in like a mansion. I want to be a rich cat. I want to be like what's a rich cat? You'd be the uh, Bustafer Bustafer Jones. Ugh, I don't. Ugh, You'd be James the combination Gordon. of Bustafer and Jenny adopts Jenny as well. Oh yeah, Maybe I just want to be, be the, the kid, the kid of those two. Ugh. <laughs> Your ugh. face. I do not want to imagine them having <laughs> like, sex oh, and no. the sound cats make when they have sex. So speaking of sounds, when I, ha- I had the closed caption on during this, me too. And obviously, and they, they they kept saying whenever the cats were like making noise together, they called it yowling, and I was like, "Thank you, closed <laughs> captioning." <laughs> um, yes, because the difference between closed captioning and subtitles is subtitles is just what's spoken, but closed mm. captioning should also have some indications yes. of sound. What is closed caption for life? Um, Katie, did your cat see any of this? No, the cat, the cat didn't see any of this, but I came downstairs and looked at her and tried to figure out what a kind of cat she was. And she's the cat, she's the princess cat that likes to be, like, pampered and gets her mm. way with everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, has certain spots that are hers in the house. Speaking of cat representation, can you think of... <laughs> the number of times I speak about cat representation. But, like, what, what are memorable cats in film to you? I got a couple. Okay, you, you, you go first, but I'm sure I'll yeah. be able to come up with it. The one that some. jumps in my mind is the devious cat from the first Babe movie. Oh, she's so she mean. Amazing. I love her. She has a phenomenal monologue where she's just like, basically like, they're going to eat you. Basically, it is, she's delicious. It's one of my favorite I love her. Like film villain monologues. <laughs> she's great. She's so good. Milo and Otis. Mm. And I was thinking, what other good cat? The cat from Mouse Hunt, which is going to be to on a future episode for us. Um, I keep thinking, though. Can this be film or TV? Both. Yeah. Okay, obviously, the 90s version of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, sure. Mm. Yeah. I also really like... Uh, I'm not a huge Sylvester Stan, but I like the the episode of a Sylvester Stan. <laughs> yeah, but really? I like the episode of Looney Tunes where it's Sylvester and Porky Pig in the haunted house, and Pork and, and Sylvester keeps thinking he's seeing all these ghosts, but it's really the mice playing tricks um, on him. Yeah. And Sylvester's a total scaredy cat, and he's like chittering his teeth. And Porky Pig's like, "You're a dumb cat. There's nothing here." And the, the mice keep trying to kill Porky. It's it's fun. Yeah. Well, and then there's, of course, Itchy and Scratchy from The Simpsons. Yay! Yeah, I love Itchy so and Scratchy. Good. And then, no, I have to say Garfield, but just the Halloween episode. I like Garfield. Mm-hmm. Heathcliff did not appreciate no, him. No, thank you. No, thank you. Couldn't get into it. So, wrapping up Cats. <laughs> Which, like, I wouldn't recommend you physically do. Because then yeah, it would be, so, like, National yeah, Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another classic cat mm-hmm. um, in film. What I appreciate about this movie is that it it tried really, really hard. Yes, it to did. To make it work, and it you don't see such a swing and a miss like this ever so often. Um, and also, it kind of made me like sad that it did as badly because we're not going to get crazy stuff like this on screen 
mm-hmm. as much because people are going to be afraid of tr- of really just trying something off the wall. So I appreciate what it did. It's not a good movie. I did enjoy it a lot the second time that I watched it um, by myself on medication. So, <laughs> on HBO I, Max. On HBO Max, which was free. Um, not free, obviously. You have to pay for HBO Max. But it's, it's available there. Katie and Ashley, I know you're never going to watch it again. No. No, I watched it on Hulu, too. Would you watch it? Oh, you watched it on Hulu? Okay, nice. Yeah. Would you watch it at a midnight show wasted with your friends sure of course i there's, there's i almost, would go i would love to see it with there's people. almost nothing i won't watch with like a big group where you're having a bunch of drinks and just having fun like there's almost like nothing that yeah. you couldn't get me down to do that yeah i think um i think i would even maybe watch it even if i you know i'm still not drinking but it's like a communal experience and you're all like we're going in we know this is absurd. Maybe it's kind of like The Room or Rocky Horror where people have started doing specific parts like for the theatricality of the audience in a film experience. I think yes. I think I would probably be more into other people's delight of it because I didn't have that entry point and didn't mm-hmm. care. But I do love when other people really enjoy things and can share, transmit, make that feeling um, infectious without killing any of us. Um, You know, like that. I think I also just really, you know, we are closer than we've ever been to people getting vaccinated and starting to have life where we're able to go out more. And I'm remembering how much I miss communal experiences like this. Mm -hmm. I miss Mm -hmm. going to concerts. And I wasn't going to a lot of shows. I wasn't going to a lot of movies before we all locked down. So like for the first month or two of lockdown, I was like, well, it's like, isn't that different from my regular life? But I realize how much I miss that now. I realize how much I miss other people and other people's passions. Yep. Um, Yep. And despite being on that cusp of like introvert, extrovert, I miss the energy I get from other people. And so I I would if it meant I could have that type of an experience. But if it's just like at home or it's just a couple of us, fuck no. Yeah, no. Man, no. I, I, life is too short. Yeah, there's a finite number of things we can read I and don't watch have nine and lives to spend exactly. on this movie. <laughs> Even if I did have nine lives, like, I'm still questioning it a little bit. But, Graham, that really does resonate with me with, like, when people make these huge swings and it doesn't work out, because filmmaking has shifted so much to being money-making and less Mm -hmm. about, like, art and everything else, there are fewer and fewer experiences. I think this also speaks to the fact that, like, you cannot rush a production and post-production schedule. So six months to produce a two and a half minute trailer and then four months to produce a feature length film with this many special effects. No. So two points. One is when the first trailer came out and there was all this outcry, they previously, you know, the Sonic movie yeah. released and there was such outcry. They're like, okay, oh, we're pushing back. That also and we're redoing- looked insane completely redoing it which ended up working because it made a ton of money yeah 
But like Universal's like, we can't do that. We don't want to like go off the weekend that we're supposed to come out because they're thinking Oscars. <laughs> so Sorry. a lot of people who worked for the FX company lost their jobs. And they like, you got to give them credit. They worked with what they could. Mm-hmm. And at the Academy Awards, Rebel Wilson and James Corden basically made fun of the special effects in as their characters. Yeah, I remember and that. Really, and it really pissed off the people who worked really, really hard on this movie. Um, so, like, again, they're terrible. They're terrible people. So, like, but just, like, yeah, they're bad. But, like, people really, people put their hearts into this. So... So yeah, yeah, people worked their asses yeah, off. People were, and, like, and yet, because as Ashley, as you're saying, they had to meet this date. Like they had to work with what they had. Yeah, yeah. The time that they were given, they put so much into it, but didn't give it enough of what it really needed to be successful. Like I still think this is a wild fucking story, and it's so confusing. Mm-hmm. But I think it still could have been better if folks had been given the time to do it. It was animated, which is what they should have stuck with. I was thinking, oh, I was yeah. like, animated. Or just keep them with, like, the, the makeup from the show. Or like, that. Yep. Yep. It didn't have to be that way. So we want to wrap up. But before we do that, I, I posed a question to our audience about what their favorite box office disasters were. And I'm just going to read out some some opinions uh, that they said. Yes. Um. A couple of films that came out. One is Gili. Oh, Gili. Oh, with Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. That's from listener Mark. Remember uh, when they a... were a thing? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, King Arthur, the Guy Ritchie version, which I completely forgot. Oh, I've never seen out. that one. The 13th Warrior, which, again, with Antonio Banderas, completely forgot that existed. Yep. Ishtar. Hello. Okay. Yes. Um... The Robin Hood with Jamie Foxx and the guy from The King's Whatever. That was their response. So that's Darren Egerton. (laughs) Thank you, Tyler, who said that one. My sister said Labyrinth, which was a bomb. (gasps) But a fucking cult classic. Labyrinth, so good. And people don't realize this, but Heathers was also a bomb. Oh, really? uh, and also another cult classic. Mm-hmm. I love Heathers. That, That movie was made for $3 million. It it made less than $1 million. (laughs) Which is so, so weird because, like, Winona Ryder, Christian Slater, what was that, late 80s, early 90s? 89, yeah. Latest latest of the 80s. You think it mm-hmm. could have been, a, it's dark subject material. Yeah, but excellent. Mm-hmm. So, so next week is, Katie, it's your time. It's, to, it's, it's my time. To talk to us. It's always what? my time. Is it going to be better than Cats? Uh, I mean, anything is better than Cats. But uh, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if mine is better than cats. I like yours though. So I like yours better than cats. So you already have one vote. Okay. But for mine, uh, so Ashley actually picked the one that I wanted to pick, but I needed okay. to pick something else. So uh, speaking of cats, we are going to be talking about some cat burglars <gasps> uh, with Perfect this transition. $60 million loser uh, from 1991. We are going to be talking about the Bruce Willis vehicle. He wrote some of the story. Um, It was after Die Hard 2, so he was on the up and up. He was doing some more comedy. So we are going to be talking about Hudson Hawk. Ooh. Which... Sandra Bernhardt's in She sure is. Yes. Sandra I'm ready. Yes. (laughs) She'll be so... I have not seen it in years, 
But um, my best friend, uh, Colleen, who you both know and love, a friend of the pod, she she made me watch this when we were kids. And so I, I was like, I always think of her when I watch it. So this movie is is an honor to her. You're both yes. going to hate it. It's really dumb. Oh my God, I can't wait. Yes. I'm ready. Awesome. Well, we'll we will talk about that next week. Uh, y'all find us on Instagram and it, let me intro you pod. Talk to me, please. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I hope you have a meowy, meow, meow, meow. Good day. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow. 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 Yowling. Meow. Let Me Introduce You is a podcast hosted by Graham Veth, Katie Kubert, and Ashley Crone. Music by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 License. Make sure to follow the Let Me Introduce You podcast on Instagram at Let Me Intro You Pod and on Twitter at Let Me Intro You.